0: Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Compliance Conversations. I am CJ Wolf with Healthicity. And today we have another colleague of mine from Healthicity, Kyle Brogdon. Welcome, Kyle.
1: Hello. Going from behind the microphone to in front of the microphone.
0: That's right. Everybody, Kyle is the wizard behind the curtain. He is in charge of, and I'll let him explain it better, but he's in charge of marketing for Healthicity. So I work with him closely um, and he, you can thank him and his team. He's got a lot of great folks on his team as well for all the good content that uh, gets out there. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Healthicity's compliance survey and auditing survey and why that's important. But Kyle, before we go down that path, tell us just a little bit about you know what you do for Health City and maybe what brought you here and all those kind of good details.
1: Yeah. So like CJ said, I am the senior marketing director at Health City. Um, so I come to Healthicity from the um, health system slash hospital side of the fence. So I have been a marketing and communications director at a health system in Nashville um, in my most recent role before being here at Health and I've also been in a similar role at a hospital health system in Metro Atlanta earlier in my career. And I've also worked in some other industries, uh, higher ed and, and some non profit not-for-profits as well. Um, but yeah, so on my team here, we are responsible for the Health of the City website, all of the Health of the City content. So um, setting up all the webinars that we do with wonderful people like CJ and working with CJ with the e-briefs that we do and all of the content that we send out. So um, my job is to make sure that everyone on uh, the auditing and compliance side of the fence gets valuable content that they feel like uh, helps their lives and to to teach them more about um, the other services that city offers with uh, yeah. software services and things like that.
0: Absolutely. And in addition to Kyle's um, marketing and, and strategic expertise, he is a kind and good soul. And I appreciate his uh, approach to not only work, but to life. So Kyle, you're a good example to me.
1: Well, thanks for saying that. That's um, not necessary, but thank you for saying that. And I, As you know, I feel the exact same about you. Well, thanks. He's I just,
0: you know, I know you would never say it about yourself, so I wanted
1: to say it because you're
0: you're you're a treat to to work with, and just anyway, good man. So, Kyle, um, let's uh, talk a little bit about this survey. This is an important thing that that Health City does every year. I don't know how many years have we been doing this. Do you know?
1: <laughs> so, Health City has been um, in operation since 2015. And I believe there have been some type of level of surveying in every year. Um, I've been with Health City for about um, two years now. So I have taken it over from my predecessors who uh, did a great job before I got here. Uh, But yeah, I think it's been uh, a standard practice um, that we've implemented at the beginning of our existence and have tried to um, evolve and improve a little bit each year to um, make it a little bit different from the the standard um, survey and report that comes after it from, from a lot of places in the industry. I think um, compliance tries to be a little bit more uh, approachable and practical when it comes to, um, you know, not being uh, quite as formal when it comes to our content and our presentation, our compliance programs and compliance management is obviously as formal as it needs to be for, for your programs. But, um, so an example of that is last year, um, we tried to turn it into more of like a checkup. So using the, the medical analogy and saying, you know, let's, let's take the information we got from our survey. So, all of the responses we get from our people who fill out the survey for us, people who are hopefully listening to this podcast. And instead of just giving a, hey, here's what everyone said. Here are the answers. We wanted to take those answers, but then show them to our um, subject matter experts, like yourself, CJ, and like uh, Debbie Bahunin who is an auditing expert at Healthy City, and uh, some of our friends at AAPC and um, other experts like that and have them find the pieces that stood out to them the most and just give the compliance officers and the auditors out there uh, your best advice on because this is what people are saying, this is what we see is happening, and this is what we feel like you should do. So that's kind of the um, path we took last year. Uh, And then we used the answers that everyone gave us as a supporting structure for that for each question.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I, you've been very thoughtful in your approach and because I'm one of the, the individuals that, uh, that, you know, you involve, and like you mentioned to other subject matter experts, um, but you're very thoughtful in, okay, let's everyone, let's look at these questions. What do we need to tweak? What do we like? What do we don't like, you know? And, and so it is a very thoughtful process. so I appreciate that. and, uh, appreciate you driving that. Um, and tell us a little bit, there's two kind of, there's there's two surveys they can take. We talk, There's a compliance survey for those of you who might, you know, be more in the compliance space, um, an auditing survey, which, you know, deals more with kind of the coding audits and those sorts of things. Uh, so kind of two surveys, but you can take them both as well. Tell us a little bit about kind of how the survey is broken down.
1: Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know um, the entirety of Health City, we do serve two different audiences. Our our flagship product is Compliance Manager and um, Compliance Experts, but we also have an audit managing audit management product with the extremely uh, complex name of Audit Manager. We try to be <laughs> very direct uh, on both of our um, product names. They are what they are. Say what they are. So because of that, um, we try to get uh, industry expertise on both of those sides. Um, As you know, CJ, and hopefully a lot of our audience knows, we provide a lot of content for both of those audiences. So we try to provide industry knowledge and uh, updates from the OIG and updates from other critical resources like AAPC to both of those audiences through our webinars and through our e-briefs. So, yeah, we make two different versions of this survey that we do every year because we want to get that industry feedback of what are your peers doing? What are the struggles that you see? What are the struggles that your peers are seeing? How are you dealing with the new compliance regulations that happened because the, um, the pandemic ended and the rules changed um, several years ago? What are you doing about the things because the pandemic started? Right. And on the um, auditing side, similar questions, you know, they they change the EM laws frequently and um, they're always updating new regulations on how you audit physicians and how you do your audits of your facilities. So we want to make sure that we are um, on the pulse of both of those industries. So, yeah, if you um, are in one of those camps, we provide the compliance survey. And if you're in the other, we provide the auditing survey. And if you are one of those people who has a foot in both worlds and and um, participates in all of those things, we would love for you to take both.
0: Yeah, I, I you know you and I were looking at some of the prior results, and, and it starts with some demographic information. So, uh, and I know you you provide that. Um, and so some of the folks that take it, like some of the titles are uh, coder. And this is on the auditing side. So coder is a very common uh, individual who takes a survey, auditor, auditing manager, director, consultant, like a billing coding consultant. Maybe it's auditing support revenue cycle. So there's a lot of great stuff there. And on the compliance side, uh, one of the most common respondents is compliance officer. Um, And then very similar, compliance manager or director, but then also administration and executive, compliance consultant. And then, you know, there's a big group that's other, um, but all of this stuff is broken down when when the results are shared so that you can get a good sense of the demographics, like who's taking this thing, right? Like large organizations, one of our most common respondents uh, or, or responses for the compliance survey was how many total employees does your organization employ And the number one choice around for a little over 40% was over a thousand. And so, and then it breaks it down. The next common one was 50 to 200. So a smaller group. And, but anyway, you can kind of get a sense. And the reason I'm sharing this is is benchmarking is a really important part. Now I'm talking from the compliance perspective and auditing, but benchmarking is really important. If you read the uh, OIG guidance documents, if you read the DOJ guidance documents, they make reference to things like, are you aware of what similar either competitors or uh, similar organizations in your space are doing, um, you know, how frequently people are auditing? So like if, if, if you look at the survey results and somebody's auditing physicians every quarter uh, or a certain size is auditing, auditing annually, or doing certain things like policy uh, reviews every year, but you're doing them every five years, you know, again, you might have valid reasons. This is not, this is not, uh, you know, absolute uh, algebra. There, there can be valid reasons and surveys have to be understood in the context in which the answers are given, but it can give you at least a general idea of what um, others are doing. And so I just wanted to put that in Kyle, because, um, it's so important from a compliance perspective to at least be on a regular basis, just, am I in the right part of the park here? <laughs> am I, you know, or am I way out in left field or something like that? So I think the survey does a lot of good work uh, in that regard. And I don't know if you have any thoughts or comments on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really why we do it because um, first of all, because we as HealthCity, a company that serves um, healthcare compliance officers, healthcare auditing professionals, we have a responsibility to make sure our products are helping you the best that they can. So, if we are not um, constantly making ourselves more aware of these needs, of these situations, of the people that we're serving, um, we're not going to advance and update our software in a way that's helpful for you. So, we use this information that we collect not only to provide content for our audiences, but to improve our products. So um, we take these things and we say, oh, this is a big need in the industry that our compliance professionals are facing. Does compliance manager meet this need? And if it doesn't, what do we need to do to the program to, to make it meet this need? So that's really, um, you know, the reason why we want to make sure we're getting a lot of feedback um, that we're getting a large percentage of people who can answer these things. Um, so we have a, you know, very large sample size of, of the industry out there. Um, because again, we want to use this information to help you. And, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I agree. It's, it's such a great, uh, tool uh like you mentioned it's used for benchmarking but and you already mentioned this that we use it um to say oh look everyone or large people are struggling with this or large people think this is their top compliance risk for the next you know upcoming year let's let's make content that will address what people are are asking for and so it's a it's a really good way to get that feedback and um we always you know we appreciate it through the survey but we also appreciate it uh, getting it uh, directly as well. Uh, Kyle, let's take a short little break uh, and then we'll come back. I got some more questions for you. If it seems like the OIG is constantly making work plan updates, it's because, well, they are. Who has the time to stay up on all those new changes? We do. Each month, CJ Wolf issues a monthly OIG work plan e-brief to make it easy for you to keep up with all the updates coming your way. Head over to healthicity.com resources to check out e-briefs, webinars, blogs, and so much more. Now let's get back to CJ for the rest of this episode of Compliance Conversations. Okay. Welcome back everybody from that break. Uh, We've got Kyle Brogdon here um, who is the senior uh, uh, marketing director for Healthicity. We're talking about these, uh, the annual compliance survey that Healthicity does. Um, You know, and I failed to ask you probably the most obvious question, where can people go take it? How do they get it? Yeah.
1: So obviously go to healthicity.com and at the top of the page, there is a resources button, and that's where you can find all of our resources, all the great webinars that we do with CJ and other folks, all of the e-briefs and the updates and OIG updates and the white papers. Um, so it is there in the list. But maybe the easiest way in today's world where you can find it the easiest is to go to our LinkedIn page. So if you go to LinkedIn.com healthicity, Um, We have pinned a post about the survey at the top of our page. So you don't have to scroll down and try to find it somewhere. Um, So we've tried to make it easy for you to find it there. So again, if you just go to our LinkedIn page, linkedin.com slash healthicity. And of course we want you to follow us because that's a great way for people to stay up to date when we release content based on these findings, when we have webinars that are going to help you, when we have webinars that... That help you get your CEUs every year, which we offer um, at least one per month. Um, but yeah, if you go there and click on that link, it'll take you to the compliance survey because again, that's our flagship and our largest audience, and especially for this podcast. Uh, but if you um, cross over into the auditing coding world, there will be a link on that page when you get to the website that will also take you to the auditing and coding survey if you'd like to take that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, And, um, you know, I know you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, in all of on that resources link that you mentioned on the website, there's um, you can access uh, recorded uh, webinars and and you can get um, e-briefs and stuff and aren't past year's results, both the webinar discussions that we've had about prior year's results, those are recorded and available as well as I I know you guys publish like a a more uh, formal looking report um, as well uh, in a PDF version, I think. And people can still get prior versions, right?
1: Yes, they can. Um, And as CJ said, you can go back and find last year's um, webinar where CJ and our other experts will discuss the results that we get from the survey. And then, like you said, we also do a, a PDF um, back in the day, they would call that print, but it's not really print anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's a digital PDF. But um, um, So you can find both of those for last year and, and the past years as far back as they're there. Um, our website has a, a very easy-to-use search button that should find all of those. If you just type in annual survey or annual report, it should find all those for you. Um, but yeah, as, as CJ mentioned with this year's results when we get them we're gonna do both a webinar and a um, digital pdf to send out to everyone
0: yeah yeah and i think uh, as much as you're willing to share and can share what's the general time frame because we're recording this you know end of july i'm sure you'll be posting this relatively quickly generally you want people to take the survey by what general time frame and, and then we will analyze results and i think we're planning maybe the fall for um kind of our, our subject matter expert webinar where where we get different folks from different areas to analyze the survey results and then kind of we have a, a, a webinar uh, about it can you share a little bit about the what your anticipated timeline is
1: Yeah so um like you said we are recording this at the end of July 2023 We are planning to have the survey open through mid to late August so we will do a few more email sends. We are running some um, LinkedIn ads to get it in front of more people. We're obviously talking about it here, so we can get more people to take the survey. Uh, We invite all of you to send it to your friends. And then we will gather the results in early September. We will review them with our experts. Um, And then from there, we will build out um, the webinar will come first. So I would say mid-September to late September, we will have the webinar where we will have both our compliance pros and our auditing pros gather and just go through the most interesting things that they see jump out from the results. And like we discussed earlier, we'll just have a a frank conversation with you guys about um, what large organizations are struggling with, what small organizations are struggling with, what uh, you see on the compliance horizon. Um, Things like we discovered this year that we've been putting a big emphasis on about the nursing home um, emphasis that the OIG has released. So yeah. um, all of those things that we see from the survey, we'll just you know lay them out there so that our compliance and auditing professionals can hear what other people are doing, can get ideas on, you know, how to make their lives easier. And then um, probably the first week of October, we're planning on having the the emailed version that we'll send out to our entire list. Cool. Yeah, that's a great
0: timeline. Um, you know, and I'm thinking back, Kyle, on some of the things we've discussed in the past. And I know we keep many of the questions the same, and and we do tweak questions. And um, but like for example, on the compliance side, a really good threshold question is, you know, does your organization have a designated compliance committee? So those of you that listen and read a lot of our material know that there are seven elements of a compliance program. We asked that question last year. Eighty-three um, percent said yes, that they have a compliance committee. That is the best practice. Now, nine, nine to almost 10% said no, and there can be valid reasons why not. What if you're a one doc practice? Are you gonna have a committee? <laughs> a committee of one, or what do you do, you know? So sometimes committees don't always make sense. So um, again, you kind of have to read between the lines, but that's a good general threshold question of, if I don't have a committee, is there a good reason why I don't have a committee? You know, another good one is about we ask a couple questions about the 60 day repayment rule or overpayments. That question, I think, is applicable both. And this is a good point. Even if you're more in the auditing world, you should look at the results of the compliance or even take it. Um, at least the questions you can answer, because, you know, the 60 day repayment rule or overpayment rule is really affecting both worlds. It's kind of a compliance oversight but the auditors are the one who identify the problems. Right. And so that's another question that we ask. And, um, you know, we ask about policies, you know, how frequently do you review your policies? We ask about, um, you know, do you report, is there a reporting structure to the board? And we ask about leadership and, you know, does the, and independence, right. An important part of a compliance program um, is independence. Do you feel like uh, the compliance program is independent enough uh, that they could, uh, carry out their functions reporting you know how frequently do you report certain things to the board risk assessments you know what are your biggest risks for the upcoming year you know telehealth there's been a lot of changes and we're going to be talking a lot more about this in in future material um and so we ask questions about that and then i know on the auditing side um they they ask a lot of questions about how frequently do you uh audit you know providers what's a passing rate? You know, what, what is your, cause that's somewhat arbitrary. Um, You know, you don't want to set it too low, but you know, what is a passing rate uh, for auditors or for the, uh, excuse me, performing the coding and uh, revenue cycle audits, those sorts of things. Um, You know, do they do education? That's another really good one uh, on the auditing side. You know, do you, give the results after you audit and how do you give the results? Are they in person? Is it an email? So lots of really good mechanical things. Kyle, anything that pops out to you from prior years that is important um, or, or trends or anything else that you see there?
1: Well, one of the things I was going to mention since you were talking about the auditing side um, and as we mentioned before, the value of these results, you know, getting this data, and making improvements to our programs, which in turn allow you guys to make improvements to your programs on the end, um, both through information and through tools. So one of the things that was recently released in our audit managing program was the ability to audit facilities instead of just auditing, um, you know, physicians. So it's a new release in the program, but, and it was discovered through one of our reports. So um, it was a pain point. It was identified. Um, It was a struggle uh, that people were having issues with. So um, our program team and our uh, development team made it a part of audit manager and just released it. So things like that are just evidence of um, being able to share this information and find out know what your peers struggles are and then taking practical yeah. action on it.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite questions too is, you know, which what what presents the greatest compliance risk to your organization this year. So, you know, we have to make decisions. We can't look at everything. Uh, uh you know, we have uh, we have limited resources. And so I'm just going to pause for a second and ask all of you, what was your greatest risk last year? What do you think the number one answer was? What do you, you know, I'm going to Mumble a oh, little bit here, and,
1: and, and we need and if, um
0: if anyone can come up with it,
1: we need the Jeopardy music, but
0: yeah, da da da. da. Maybe <laughs> I
1: can, maybe I can pull that and add it in the edit, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Exactly.
0: exactly. Well, I'll say, everyone.
1: Well, everyone not- can. Well, what we can do is we can say pause the webinar or pause the podcast, go fill out the survey, and tell us what it is this year. And then come back and find out the answer from last year.
0: Hey, good idea. (laughs) I love that. Well, I won't keep you waiting. The number one risk that of the people who took it last year were, was HIPAA. Um, Medical necessity was a close second. So interesting, right? It's like, you know, and that might not be your number one risk. You might have a really great HIPAA compliance program, and that's fine. You got to, you know, so your surveys are are the masses, um, and then you got to look at your individual program. Kyle, I, I think we had over 1,000 people take the survey last year. Is that my numbers are about right?
1: Yeah, that's about right. Um, we'd obviously like to have more. We have a few, bit, a few more that take it on the auditing side usually. Uh, but that's why we're trying to get more um, eyes on this. We want people to take the survey and share it with their colleagues. Um, and again, it doesn't just have to be compliance professionals. I mean, if your CEO, your COO, your chief nursing officer, anyone who has, you know, skin in the game, per se, or so to say, um, has an opinion about the compliance program, has an opinion about the needs and the struggles. So share it with all of your colleagues and, you know, need this feedback.
0: I love that, Kyle. That's such a great point. You know, it's not just for compliance officer or coder. It's anyone who has skin in the game. So even maybe clinicians, right? Or the people who are doing the services. And you mentioned executive leadership and administration. I, I love that. Good, great advice.
1: I mean, I was a marketing professional in the healthcare world, and i had compliance concerns um they were probably very different than everyone else's but they were there yeah
0: yeah that would make this a very uh, much uh, richer type of uh, activity and and thing so Kyle we're kind of getting towards the end what what things did we we leave out and what other uh points would you would you like to make in regards to the survey
1: um i don't think we left out a whole lot just to say that you know One of the things we want to make sure everyone knows is that they're going to get a copy of all of the answers. So when you answer these questions, you're going to get the um, what does the rest of the industry think and say and what um, is everyone struggling with. And I think um, in today's world where a lot of us have gone remote, a lot of us are not face to face with peers as much as we used to be. I think that's very important to have a place where there's, you know, this conversation happening. So um, we just encourage you to um, chime in. And so when you get the results in October um, and and we do that in October for, for a reason, we want it to be there um, towards the end of the year to have latest information and then for you to be able to plan for your uh, changes to your program for the beginning of the year in January. So.
0: Yeah. That's another great strategic point, right? Is a lot of us in compliance and auditing, you're right. You're making your plans uh, kind of towards the end of the year for the following year. And so having all the information at your fingertips is, is valuable. Well, Kyle, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I want to encourage everyone like Kyle has to take the survey. Let's beat the record of participants from last year. Right. And let's do it. Yeah. Let's get that number up. And, um, the more that take it, the more valuable this is. Um, so we appreciate those who who do, and and just want to encourage those who who haven't yet to to take the surveys. Well, Kyle, thank you again, um, and thanks everybody for listening to another episode of Compliance Conversations. We appreciate your uh, participation in these and in the webinars and all the all the material and um, uh, and uh, wish you a, a wonderful day. Take care, everyone. Compliance Conversations is sponsored by Healthicity. Healthicity designs software and services that simplify compliance and auditing challenges that reduce your risk and save you money. Where others see complexity, we see simplicity. For more information, visit healthicity.com.